This is episode 49 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week we talk about the state of modern gaming, Diablo 3, and the future of Dragon Age. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm uh, Mitch. I'm Jern Kastajurf. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do that. <laughs> All right, to be fair, I almost called myself Jeff, just because I was reading his name. <laughs> okay, so that's Jeff. Uh, Nick is not here at the moment, but might show up at some point. Perhaps he's an elusive beard. So this is episode 49 of the podcast, which means we've only got one cast left until the epic drunk cast. Yes. Wait, if Nick's the elusive beard, does that mean he needs like a cigarette, a tumbler of scotch, and a badass space station? Probably. Don't we all? Don't don't we all? He's got a few of those things. He is missing one. Miranda Lawson. He needs Miranda Lawson. See, here's the thing. I don't know how I'm going to swing the epic drunk cast because my mother-in-law is going to be staying here. <laughs> well, also, we can... that's going to be like the pre-E3 one, and that's like when we do our predictions. And... Oh, that would be I hilarious feel like... if we did that drunk. Yeah, like it would be like the Molyneux stuff, like when yeah. Molyneux was predicting E3. Like, But it would be us drunk, so it might even make more sense than what he normally does when he's completely stone-cold sober. Yeah, I... I told Jen about that, and she's like, my mom won't care. And I'm like, well, are you sure? <laughs> you know, like, are you sure your mom's going to be fine with me just sitting in here, like, trashed and laughing <laughs> on a podcast? Yeah, what's she going to do? She'll be distracted by a grand, by her granddaughter. Exactly. Be like, why don't you take the little one for a walk? And you just be like, ah. <laughs> take, yeah. take her for a walk at 11 p.m. <laughs> around her neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you guys hear my baby screaming in the background, that is me being a bad father. And no, my my wife. Gotta let him cry it out. My wife's taking care of her. I'm not just. (laughs) That's right. That's you being a good father. Ruining her for life. Last week, last week you put us on like the terrorism watch list for your Wall Street joke, and this week you're gonna be like watched by child services for that joke. Anything else you want to say? You want to get the IRS on top of you for taxes? You got some taxes? No, no, I don't pay taxes, so I don't. Oh, well, there it is. I don't right really have that to worry about. <laughs> I don't know. Now maybe... My bank, the Cayman Islands, takes care of that. Uh... Yeah. Maybe you could talk about uh, the John Scalzi post, the single white, or the what is it, the straight white male thing? What I, I was going to try to say, single white male, uh, something else. Single white female. I'm tired. I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> you you could reference that post and just piss off everybody. Yeah, let's just do that. We'll just link that. Um, Where so, more Elite World? Yeah. In terms of gaming news, I guess we should talk about video games. We are going to skip the Resident Evil Six talk again. Which, yeah, I did like that someone in the trailer trash um, asked what the deal was with Resident Evil Six. <laughs> and oh yeah, we have I, new breeders. I almost couldn't remember. I was like, I had to ask Mitch. I was like, when? How did that start? To <laughs> the Resident Evil? Yeah, because I I misremembered it. Yeah, you corrected me, <laughs> which I'm glad you did because I was like, oh, yeah, that was it. Well, you didn't really misremember. No, no. The reason we kept mentioning it is because we loved it so much. So yeah. I was kind of right, but it just yeah. the meme started in a different way. Yeah. So I can't remember yeah. who it was that kept always calling us out every time we mentioned Resident Evil 5. I don't remember either. Yeah, it was probably the same time that wasn't there like awkward laugh, Resident Evil 5, something. Oh, uh, like, yeah, probably. Like, all our, our, our nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess we should talk about video game news. We're not going to be talking about Resident Evil 6. Um, the big event this week is Diablo 3. Hooray! 
Yay! Ooh. <laughs> Anthony's going to troll on it a little bit. Um, I almost did a really huge post about Diablo 3 yesterday because I was but... I was angry. But Mitch ruined it by posting another Diablo 3 story, and I didn't want two Diablo 3 stories at the top. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm the worst for posting. Yeah, I'll just Diablo stop posting for now on. That's fine. Um, well, like every time a big game comes out, we sort of get like inundated with posts. Like Halo Reach, we had like a Halo Reach post all the time, and then like Mass Effect, we were doing Mass Effect posts every couple of days. It happens. We yeah. get caught up into the zeitgeist, as same as everyone else. Yeah. Well, the big thing with Diablo three this week, the bigger story than the game coming out is the server load problems that they had, um, and it, there were kind of two issues with it. One is the the crazy launch day scenario you get of any kind of multiplayer game where it goes through all of its hiccups and you have a hard time playing it. Two is the fact that uh, because the game was down like crazy on launch day, which is like a huge no-no. Like I, I spent all day at work thinking about it, like just dying to play it. And then when I finally sat down to play it at 11 o'clock at night, the servers were down and I was livid. And, and you try to temper that because you know that it's, some of it's just being privileged gamer like oh i want to play but at the same time like consumers shouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing they honestly yeah. shouldn't yeah. especially when you just want to play single player and you can't because of a drm that means you have to always be connected to the internet that um, i think is where the real rage of the internet lies yeah well that's why i got so angry because it was like i really wanted to play with because my brothers have been playing for like an hour and i you know like i love playing video games with them so i was like i'm gonna get on i'm gonna play and then I couldn't even play single player because that was the thing. They were actually a few hours ahead of ahead of me in the game. So I was like, well, at least I can play single player and catch up, you know. And, yeah, I couldn't even play single player and I just lost it. And so I almost <laughs> did a huge rage post on Gamer Sushi. <laughs> you know um, what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Um, but that's a huge problem. And and. I know that they'll never change it because the reason it works, the reason that they do that is because of the auction house. Which I have the feeling that I, I would never use the yeah. auction house, like ever. <laughs> that doesn't well, item duping was a huge problem in Diablo 2. Like people would kind of like cheat and dupe items and like there was all these exploits going around. And so they they want to keep that from happening in this game because of the auction house, because they want to exchange in-game money but also real-world money if you don't have it and you just want to buy something for money and then Blizzard's going to take a cut of it. So that's essentially their subscription fee is the is the in-game auction house. And what the, I read this thing explaining the reason why they set it up the way they did. They don't there is basically it's like don't think of Diablo 3 as having a single player. Think of it as an MMO that runs with an instance just for you because the game is always connected and and it checks everything that's going on against the server so that when you log out it knows everything you did and it can see if you've duped items or not huh. and so it's always running you're connecting to a server so that it can run a, a multiplayer server that only has you in it essentially is kind of the idea i mean and you know broken down to like a really simplistic form and it's so that it can check those items and check all your stuff to make sure you're not cheating and then that keeps the auction house pure and of course, Blizzard wants to do that because it's going to be how they continue to make money on the game. Makes sense. I just like that thing that Anthony posted on Twitter where he's like, listen, if you yes. think you have enough servers, double them. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but it's just like... Yeah, like, whatever your most liberal estimate is, like, oh, I'm just being using, like, stupid speak here, but it's like, sir, we only need a thousand servers for Diablo 3. Double it. Like just, I don't know how so many games can run it can run into this problem. Yeah, like, and remember when Battlefield 1943 came out and, like... 
it was down yeah. for like two days. It's like you didn't know that a Battlefield game was going to be popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and same thing with Activision and with Call of Duty. And look, this is Blizzard. These guys are like the fucking kings of the online <laughs> gaming yeah. thing. If they can't get it right, who the fuck is Square Enix? Like, well, that's why I laughed. Uh, Anthony Carboni tweeted, um, guys, give Blizzard a break. It's not like they've launched a big online game before. <laughs> yeah. I like how Anthony got in his uh, traditional dig at Square Enix, by the way. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, hey, they turned a profit finally this past. That's true, they they did. Because of Deus Ex and Final Fantasy XIII 2. Yep. Speaking of um, server stuff that we were talking about before this, I don't know how I tried to train. I'm basically leapfrogging what Anthony just said. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good thing to bring up. But um, about servers, did you guys see the thing about how Battlefield three that ea that it looked like ea was canceling the servers that they were doing and relying only on player bot servers yeah i saw something about that i did not hear about this yeah because they introduced like a thing for um 360 and ps3 that that players could rent servers yeah we played a game on that and uh, we did grades and we mostly gave it an a yeah i remember that part yeah and so the it People started accusing EA, and EA has since come out and denied it. I think I think they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, <laughs> and and have come back. But basically, EA started pulling back on on their servers that they were paying their dedicated servers, and were only letting player servers be the dedicated servers, the ones that players were paying for. Once that started happening, fascinating, huh? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you know where to go from there. I... <laughs> Total silence. You were all shocked. Yes, that, that, that sounds factual to me, yes. I have never played that game in my life. So I'm just kind of like, the, all of that was just sort of like a buzzing in my ear while you were talking. Well, basically, it's like instead of running servers themselves, players started renting them, and then they said, oh, well, sweet, they're paying so much money to run them, why don't we stop running them and just let players pay for them? Is essentially that, what they did. That makes little sense to me, but what do I know? <laughs> I, I'm I'm just a poor console player that has little knowledge of all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it just it just kills me. Like, is there anything about video games that's actually better than was like ten years ago? Now, well, I don't know. I think it's I think it can be easy to get cynical about about. It's just something. everything's crappy lately. <laughs> like, there's nothing that's good. I just like just leave me alone. Tell us how you really feel, game. Anthony. It just everything <laughs> My sucks life lately. Sucks. The direction <laughs> See, of games. He was serious. <laughs> the direction that video games are going is just it's so uh, it's not appealing at all. Like like the subscription services and all this stuff like. Well, yeah, not- this actually brings up a few uh, instances from this week. D- the Diablo 3 um, DRM stuff, which in a minute I would like to talk about the actual game, because now that I can actually play the, the game, it's very fun. Yeah. And this Diablo stuff will clear up in you know three week- three months from now, no one will remember it. Yeah. Um, but there was the Diablo 3, uh, the DRM stuff. There was the, there's the rumor going around that EA is going to launch a subscription service similar to Call of Duty Elite, but for Battlefield 3. Which I really don't understand that because the whole thing with their battle log was like, hey, you get all this great stat tracking for free. And didn't they insult Elite, Mitch? Weren't they? They did, they did yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, when you're talking about the servers, I actually saw something that somebody got some leaked news about the premium subscription. It's actually more like a season pass for yeah. the next bunches of DLC that's coming out. Mm. Instead of like being a 
like a subscription to battle log or something okay well that's so yeah so rage misplaced well, that's not that's not confirmed yet, but I kind of had a feeling that that's what it was going to be because like if they're trashing trashing elite so much and they're like, well, battle log's free, and why would you pay for something that we can give you for free? Listen, nothing EA does anymore will surprise me. Yeah, that's <laughs> that 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 is true too. It shouldn't because everything EA does, Activision did first. Remember when so. we were like, EA is the new champion. They're going to bring us all the original games and screw Activision. Wow, now, EA, we're, now we're just so like, much stuff EA has sucks. changed in the last. That two was years. like what. Three or four years ago, maybe two. I don't know. It was around when we started the podcast. We had a lot of positive things to say about EA. Yeah, uh, it was, well, it was because of the yeah the Mirror's Edge and the Dead Space stuff that they were like, we're totally going to do all this cool stuff, right? And now EA yeah. is somehow worse than Bank of America, according to <laughs> Super Bowl. Which that is a load of horseshit. Yeah, but, I yeah. did see something online the other day about Mirror's Edge two possibly like having been like leaked or something like that on someone's linked profile or whatever. I so hope maybe they are. I hope they're working on it because if they could fix that game the way Assassin's Creed got fixed, I think it would be amazing. You know, like I, I seriously hope that they could do a Mirror's Edge that is a, a, a generational leap ahead of the first one because it it had those moments where if you were actually like if your hands weren't falling off from the way you had to hold the controller, yeah, you know, and and you were actually getting everything to to flow. That game was pretty kick-ass. I know there that, were moments like, of brilliance yeah. in that game. I, I understand that it's only like you know fifteen percent of the game. When, yeah, when you can do that, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, that game's still on my like gaming bucket list. I still want to play it. It's pretty good. <laughs> so Diablo yeah. three. I don't know if I should maybe even really talk about it that much because no one else here has played it. Well, so um, I want to play it. Just really more bad. Diablo. I have this, it's just I, more I, Diablos. I, so I I'm sure I would probably like it, but. I mean, it's the kind of game that you just play forever, right? Like, it's just... Sort of. I mean, the actual campaign, I think, is really not that long. I think it's maybe 15 hours, but... It's built for replaying. It's built for replaying and and doing new characters. All your gold carries over between stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of, like, your item... generated dungeons, so it's never quite the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I I am told that the things that I enjoy in Borderlands, for example, I would yes, you know, yes. enjoy in Diablo. Borderlands could not exist. Oh yeah, and then also the your progress because like I just unlocked the blacksmith in the game, and once you unlock the blacksmith, you can start really doing some cool stuff. Um, your and your blacksmith gains experience and levels up to be able to craft better and better stuff. Damn, that's gotta be black. That experience carries over between your characters and between your games. So it it promotes like having like crazier and crazier loot, um, so that you can sell it in the auction house. Um, but yeah, so that's the whole thing: is you play your character, and then you start a new game plus, and you just keep starting new game pluses, and then eventually you try to work up in difficulty modes with these. Yeah, because I hear a lot pluses. of the good loot is on the higher difficulty levels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is a real stat, but like seventy percent of the loot or something is only available on higher difficulties. Yes, that's what I heard as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it, I, I'm actually, I'm kind of tempted. The only th- downside is, so I actually, a couple weeks ago, I decided to try just like carting my um, computer downstairs and hooking it up to my TV again to play games. And it actually worked pretty well. My brother has a, a USB uh, Xbox controller that plays nice with Windows. So I was able to just plug that in and use that. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it's a Mac Mini running uh, boot camp. And in theory, it should not be able to play The Witcher 2, but it totally works. It looks fine nice. to me. 
So you should you'd probably be able to play Diablo three. I don't think the system requirements are that nuts. There's a there's a Mac version of Diablo three as well, so I, yeah. I should be able to. I mean, the Mac Mini is it's not that old, so it's it should be able to handle it. But um, it's 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 really fun. I mean, I got into something on Twitter the other day with someone where they were saying like, you know. Like, I've heard it's just a lot, a very similar to Diablo 2, so you're probably just going to get bored with it. And I'm like, well, I haven't played a game that does what Diablo does as good as Diablo does since Diablo 2, which was 12 years ago. Right. So I'm fine with <laughs> with more of the same, yeah. you know, because I haven't gotten it in, in over a decade. Yeah, that's right. Um, there have been things that have tried, like Torchlight and everything, but yeah. I don't think anything has been quite as in-depth as Diablo. Yeah. And and what I, I love that it's got the drop-in, like, drop like the co-op the way the co-op works just drop in and drop out and and it's just so nice because you can like it's a game where you can literally hop in for five to ten minutes level up your character some and then hop right out and then jump into someone else's game with that same character play with them for five to ten minutes and then hop out and do whatever and so i really love the way all that works um so there's really not a whole lot to talk about in terms of like the way the game plays it plays like diablo 2 but um I, 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 they, and it really feels like they've done some work since the beta too. Like everything feels punched up. Like, like I feel like every, like everything is more responsive. Like everything feels more powerful. Maybe they might not have done anything with any of that, but like, like the monk that I played last night feels felt a lot more powerful than the monk I was playing in the beta. Um, and it's it's a ton of fun. I definitely recommend it. I want to play it. It's lots of fun, Jeff. You should get it, Mitch. When are you getting it? Uh, soon, I hope. What is, so, what's the best way to buy it? Is it like you go directly? Just get it from Battle.net. I'd yeah. say is the best way. Yeah, I just went. I just went and downloaded it last night from Battle.net. Not last night, two nights ago, mm-hmm. and then couldn't play it. So. And and we're sad. Uh, yeah, I mean that's yes. the thing. If I do uh, buy it, I might. I'll end up waiting a while. You know, I'll let things settle down. People stop freaking out. But uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's lots of fun. Next topic, I kind of want to jump onto this. I almost wanted to jump into it when we were talking about EA and kind of their their heel turn um, to use a wrestling. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent callback there. Major me. heat there. Major heat. Yeah, to, to, to borrow some wrestling terminology. Um, I'm very aroused. <laughs> I thought, doesn't, isn't that always the case with you? Didn't we, didn't we discuss this medical problem you had a few uh, weeks ago? more psychological than medical but yeah <laughs> your, your pants enter the room uh, half a foot before you do yeah. <laughs> nice it's because i buy them big <laughs> oh man did they grad did they graduate high school year before you did <laughs> you want to um, hang out more or something eddie what's going on with you <laughs> no um but i wanted to talk about i posted this on the site today um this article about bioware dealing with Dragon Age 3 or I mean not so much Dragon Age 3 so much as the entire Dragon Age franchise that they're doing this big thing over the next few months where they just want to hear everything that fans expect from from Dragon Age and the franchise unicorns yeah or like one less like two what do you want what do you want to see like what what does it mean to you like what is important to you in the game it's like this big in-depth thing that they really want to hear about the fans from the way i interpret that is just that man bioware is just floundering right now in terms of its relationship with its fans after dragon age 2 and mass effect 3 it seems almost like they feel a little bit lost 
that's a really good point. You know? Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that, especially after this Mass Effect three thing, they might be just be like, well, what do you guys want? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just, it's like, well, what? Just <laughs> tell us, so we don't have to do a patch later on. Just so it's, tell us what makes you happy. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like they're. I mean, they really be seen because yeah, they're always a studio that seems like they had a vision. Of this is what we want to tell. And I mean, they spent so many years, like what six or seven years, on Dragon Age Origins, and then, you know, it it had a very set, clear, you know, way of basically like we want to do that, uh, the Never Winter Nights, you know, Baldur's Gate game that we don't have a license for anymore, but our own way with our own world and story, and then they do Dragon Age Two, and it's completely different from that and then now with this new one they're like well what do you guys want i i don't know i've forgotten about that that now that i'm thinking back to to when i went to pax that was their big thing with dragon age was that they wanted it to be the spiritual successor to Baldur's gate right and how yeah. totally different dragon age 2 is from that idea yeah it just you know? com- got completely i mean it couldn't be more different really uh, i don't i mean i've I liked the first 10 hours of Dragon Age 2, and then after that, I was just like, this is kind of torturous. So, so you're saying would, that I've played the best part of Dragon Age 2? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, pretty much. Because I was like, oh man, I like this. Why is everyone complaining about it? I like going to the same place over and over again and doing all these you know, side quests and everything. And by the end of it, I skipped all the side quests except for the companion ones, and I was just flying through the story quests as quick yeah. as I could. And the game never opens up like you think it might. It no. just never does. I mean... It's very similar to Final Fantasy thirteen in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like its its linearity and, and kind of what it forces you into. Um, yeah, like all the choices in that in the second game, none of them felt like they mattered at all. You know? Like even at the at the end, like depending on which faction you go with, you still have to fight the same bosses from each faction. Yeah. Fuck, that pissed me off so much when I was playing it. I was like, <laughs> there wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? I have to fight all these assholes either way? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking blood mages I, and fucking Templars. And I assholes. think it played out the same way, no matter what you chose, too. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I went on the wiki afterwards to be like, well, what did I miss? Because there ain't no fucking way I'm replaying it. And I was like, oh, well, that was lame. So what do you guys just like the gif of Willy Wonka but instead it's like you miss nothing good day sir. (laughs) So what do you guys think am I am I interpreting this weird because when I read I think you're right on the money it it reads like desperate to me to do this I know that it's just like a typical community management type of thing that that companies do but like when I read this whole thing about like tell us everything that Dragon Age means to you I interpret it as like they really do feel like totally disconnected from their fans right now see if this was going to be like a survey like like maybe like a one week thing I'd be like okay no big deal but the fact they're going to go do this over a period of months means they probably aren't really doing anything that maybe like extreme early pre-production on Dragon Age 3. That's another thing. There's rumors that Dragon Age 3, that there's a big EA franchise that's been pushed back. And right. a lot of people I heard think about it's that, Dragon yeah. Age 3. Would that be and such a bad that, thing? I mean... No. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that was the problem with 2. But like, like I said, the fact that they are going to do this over a period of months uh, means that, yeah, maybe they really don't have a vision for what Dragon Age 3 should be. Does that does that concern you guys? I'm gonna throw that out. We're not really playing a game, but does that concern you guys to see I this so. kind of you know, or is it good? Or is it a good thing that they want to stop and take stock of? You know what? Maybe we should see what the series is really about. I, I it's good the, and bad. I think the it's intent good is good. I, or, sorry, what were we saying? No, yeah, it's good that they want to find out, but it's bad that they have to ask. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. The fact that they are so far off the pulse that they need to ask is bad, but it's good they're they care enough that they're stopping to be like, okay, wait. I mean, yeah, I think I'd rather them have that impulse and then seriously like uh, rethink everything they're doing internally and like you know break it out, talk through it, maybe bring in some some new creative talent or or something like find a way to rethink what they're doing um, before they. Like, I, I don't necessarily think audience participation is all it's cracked up to be. And, and yeah, I don't think it's always great. <laughs> yeah, I think especially when you're trying to make creative choices, I think you, should, you shouldn't you should ask the audience what they want. You should tell them what they need. Yes. Well, and that was some of the thing. I went and read some of the stuff. And, like, especially these kinds of fans, because, like, some of the fans of this are, like, crazy Star Trek fans. Yeah. You know? So, like, I was reading, because Bioware, they have some insane fans. Like, good insane and bad insane. And... Like, I went and read some of the stuff, and people were talking about, like, all this crazy stuff that I'm like, where are you? Like, people that have gone through and read, like, the, the codex and, like, the journals and, like, all the really crazy details about the world. Because that's the thing is that the world is really fleshed out, especially in Dragon Age Origins. Like, you get this cool picture of Ferelden and stuff and its history. But people are, like, asking about these crazy, like, these crazy things that I'm, like, I barely remember maybe hearing about one time in, like, the first game. Dude, like I, on a it, random side quest and people are talking about like people are writing huge essays about how they want to hear about that and i'm like that sounds like the most boring stupid game i could ever play <laughs> every time an rpg pops up a window with like a wall of text i don't read that shit i'm yeah. just like fuck it i don't care if you can't find a better way to tell me that story then you're failing <laughs> already yeah like whenever i see like an entry has been added to the codex i'll go and see like how many of them say new and then i'll just press x to like read yep, all i don't i don't like i don't I, like seeing the new thing there yeah, yeah i don't like seeing it blinking, yeah it but i don't want to read it yeah. read me read me no fuck you know. actually that's yeah. one thing that i don't this is vaguely related this is one thing i don't like about kingdoms of amalur is that whenever i talk to somebody actually the only thing i really want to talk to them about is whatever quest they're going to give me and like yes. all the other stuff is all background stuff and half the time i don't even like I, because in a lot of, of games i skip some of that that some of the world building i i may end up starting to do it because it's just like cuz it's usually not beneficial to the right to the story <laughs> no it's literally like i only want to talk to characters if the things i need to talk to them about are going to affect the quest that i'm going to do you know like if if they're just like allow me to give you this exposition yeah that's just a waste of my time <laughs> do you do i see here's the thing i i skip like i try to scan it and get an idea of what they're saying for when it's that heavy exposition stuff oh yeah but i still want to be sure i explore all the dialogue options i explore I don't know all the dialogue happens. options and immediate like what i do is i i hit the skip button so i i, yes. I read it while they're talking and then i skip it. x x x x x x x yep yeah yeah <laughs> such a pain in the ass though <laughs> this brings up an interesting point did we talk about this last podcast uh, the the article anthony brought up from um grantland where the guy talked about how there's only two types there, <laughs> there's um there's only two things where you'll sit and be tortured for 60 hours on end and one of them is prison and one of them is video games Right, it was this yeah. question of why do we do this stuff that we hate doing in video games so much and why do developers keep doing it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like who if, who like, thinks that's a good idea? Like, why do they think I will make my game 10 times as long by making you listen to people blather? 
Yeah, well, I think maybe we talked about this a little bit where we talked about the idea that a lot of games are just a few hours of content stretched into like 20 to 30 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I think we were, I was talking about, I got onto a Xenoblade uh, discussion. Yeah, I think we talked about this exact same thing. Okay, forget it. Forget it no, all. No, it was, it's, Recast. it still made sense even to, <laughs> to this week. That just shows how uh, pertinent it is that we could actually bring it up every week and not realize it. Talking about a different game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was playing Xenoblade, and I was on the, this dungeon, and they were like, go to the top of the dungeon, but first you have to activate four towers to get, oh my god, just let me get to the fucking top of the dungeon. It's like, none of us have time anymore for this shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, no, there was a, it's that same old thing where I, I there was a great comic strip recently um, that Will Wheaton posted that it's like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I just got this game, I, I need to play right now. And when you're an adult, it's like, oh, I just got this game, it looks really nice on my shelf. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's I why I tell people games, don't buy guys. it until you're ready to play it. I don't video games. I don't, don't, like, I don't, have, don't, I don't have time to play them, and I keep buying them you're not <laughs> right putting now. It in, if you're not putting it in the game, the system that day, do not buy it. Yeah. That's, That's the thing. my role now from now I've on. Got, I've got Fez, and I haven't finished that. I think I talked about this last week. I've got these games, I, I and I haven't. I that, and I haven't beat it yet. Yeah. I played a little bit more of Fez. Not yeah, buying I like it, it. I'm ready. Not buying it till I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, I like it. Fez is really good. Whoever doesn't have Fez should buy it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a worse problem with with books. Like, I have a problem with a lot of things. Uh, like buying them. Yeah, a lot of problems, Jeff. I I, I hate you. So I got I got <laughs> a problem with like you. A problem. Yeah. So when you say books, you mean Jack Daniels, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can read the label if you. If you can do it, no, that's just that's just the the hollowed out Bible that I have where I put my whiskey. That's you know, it's it's a book problem, yeah, right? Right, crickets. (laughs) That's like when I talked about the dedicated servers earlier. Eh, eh. (laughs) I was drunk. I, I, if I see what I consider a good deal, I I have a hard time not buying a book. So I'm just like, oh, a book that I wanted is a dollar. I should buy it, even though I'm not going to read it for seven years. Say, and I'm the same way with video games. Like I bought Kingdom of Amalur because I could get it for four dollars. I did actually, you know, play it pretty soon after buying it, so that's at least a difference. But I mean, if I have credit or or rewards points or whatever, I'm going to buy a game, you know, that I can that I wanted, just because I, my reasoning is, oh, I, I can get it for cheaply. I should I should you know get that now and get around to it when I can, even if it means couple years later which is the problem part of me wishes i didn't have the impulse to finish every game i started hmm. because then i could because like you said like kingdoms are Lord, you bought it for four dollars there would have been nothing wrong with playing that game for three or four hours and then deciding you know what i'm going to trade it back in because you only spent four dollars and you got three to four hours of enjoyment out of it that is actually entirely true uh, i i'm willing to do that with books if I'm 50 pages into a book and I don't like it, it's it's going back. Yeah, I'm willing to do it with movies or like to even like like you know if I'm watching a TV show on like Netflix or something, like I'll stop it and be like, nope, I'm nope. putting that back in. Yeah, I won't even finish an episode if I don't like it. You know, it's like oh, yeah, forget absolutely. that. Yeah. But for video games, for some reason, I have this impulse like I need to finish it, even if right. I even if I hate my life now now in in crazy like if the game is total utter like horseshit, <laughs> like I will not yeah. finish it. But for the most part, I finish every game I start. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I, I was I was playing Xenoblade tonight and Half-Life like stuck on the boss. Aside. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. Um, as I was playing it, I was like, if I can't beat this boss one more time, then I'm just writing the fucking review and I'm moving on with my life. <laughs> and I've actually beat the shit out of the boss right then, and I was kind of like, damn it. 
<laughs> I like this game. I want to finish it, but like at this point, like when a cutscene comes on, I just pick up my iPhone and start doing my tiny tower. <laughs> like, yeah. and I just listen to the cutscene because, like, most of the, this is the problem with with cutscenes. They can convey that information a lot quicker in a cutscene. They can still do a cutscene, but they just take so long getting to the pertinent part. They're just, they're bad you know, writers, is what it comes down to. Is that they, yep. they don't actually they know are. How to tell a story. Video games have bad writers. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no, I bought Tropico Four this weekend because it was thirteen dollars on Steam. Yep. And that's how they get you. I really I love Tropico Three on the 360 because it's yeah. you know it's a sim game and you're a Cuban dictator. How awesome is that? <laughs> oh man, that's what and, got me to check it out. And it was on sale, sixty six percent off on Steam. So it was only thirteen bucks for Tropico Four, and I'm like. Well, why why shouldn't I buy that? If I play it for two hours, I've gotten my money's worth out of it. That's if I play it for two hours this. at some point in my life, because it's digital, so it's always going to be on my computer, <laughs> you know. So stuff like that's hard to turn down. Yeah, I think I bought Neverwinter Nights on the Mac App Store for ninety nine cents, just because it was ninety nine cents. <laughs> yeah, they had a GameFly. I got the email from them this week. They're like, "We've got a sale, and you can get these games that you've had on your Amazon list used for like." Four ninety nine or like twelve ninety nine and this and that and I deleted the email. I'm like, no, no, no not you know ready what, for any of those games right now. You know what game I keep almost buying? And this is good because I wanted to talk about this game. I keep almost buying the Xbox Live Arcade version of Minecraft, even though it's more expensive. I already own it on the PC one, and it's more expensive on the 360. But I hear the experience like because like I liked Minecraft when I played it on the PC. But it didn't like completely like suck me in to where I just had to play it all the time. Mm-hmm. I've heard that in a lot of ways it's more palatable on the 360. That's what I've heard too. It's not. It's just a little not like dumbed down, but it's a little bit more streamlined where it's you can get more yes. enjoyment out of it. Yeah, and the the fact that you can play four player split screen, um, that you can create these quick multiplayer instances to play. Um, I've heard the worlds are smaller. Um, but I've heard that the experience is a lot more palatable. And so part of me keeps getting tempted, even though it's more expensive. And I already bought it on the PC. Yeah, yeah. I have it too, but I want to pick it up. But mostly because I saw the achievements and they look really easy. Oh, God. <laughs> 15 bad bucks bad. for 400 achievement points? I don't know. That's, that's a pretty good deal. No, 20 bucks. I, that's, a, that's a game for sure oh, I yeah, know, right. that I, I do not want to buy. It's 1,400 Microsoft points. That's where I got thrown off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You got to do the conversion. system works. Yeah, you're like, oh, 1,400 bucks. Well, then you're like, oh, that's $20. Oh, God. Yeah. Dicks. Yeah, how much no. is it on, on PC? Is it $10? It's 13 13 oh, okay. I think, and it's 20 on Xbox Live Arcade. So I keep getting tempted because I got people on my friends list and play them because it's four-player, you know, split right. screen. It's actually eight-player. Is it? Yes. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I really want to play it, especially after watching um, the Achievement Hunters video where they where all of them play Minecraft on LAN, and it's just this ridiculously hilarious video because it's like several of them start building a house, and then one of them starts just digging underground just to dig, and then he finds lava, and he puts it in a bucket and carries it to their house and dumps it on the roof, and then the whole <laughs> house burns down, and they don't even realize it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and also like so ma- like all of them are so bad at Minecraft, so like I think one of them was like punching a tree, but he didn't realize you had to hold down the button to actually get it to mine. So it's just like sitting there for two minutes, just like punching the tree without actually mining it. <laughs> He's like, "Why can't I get wood?" He has the opposite. Why can't I get wood? Yes. See that? See what I did he, there? He needs Minagra boners. So, but the reason I want to talk about Minecraft is that it broke all Xbox Live Arcade sales records and sold a million copies in less than profitable a week. in an hour. Yeah, it was profitable in one hour. 
because Notch needs more profits. <laughs> Think about that. A million copies at twenty dollars a pop. Now, granted, you know, there's cuts that go to Microsoft and all that, but the fact that the game it's was all profitable, profit. The game was profitable in one hour. Like that's insane. We're in the wrong business. I know. <laughs> Apparently. But yeah, I can't deal with that. I mean, I guess like not enough people picked it up on the PC. I guess like all these people have been waiting for the Xbox release or something. And Fortress Craft is one of the best selling games in Xbox Live Arcade. So it's like, yeah, you think like everyone's got their it's bill. Like, God, Apparently you throw expensive. craft at the end of a game of a game and like it'll sell like hotcakes. Penis craft. Final Fantasy craft. <laughs> okay, everyone, what was the timer before Jeff mentioned penises? Was anyone keeping track? <laughs> yeah, why do I get the reputation as the one who does all this stuff when it's Jeff all the time? <laughs> we'll let we'll let uh we'll let we'll let Sharpie figure it out. A- <laughs> Anthony <laughs> brought up, I, I, I let it show that Anthony brought up boners before I brought up penises, so there you go. Well, there's the same things, Jeff. I don't know. We're gonna have to go back to the tape to find that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Tape. Um Vagina. That's right. I did like that the Fortress Craft guy like called out Notch after he was the one that was dismissive about Minecraft. He's like, "Oh, Minecraft's probably not going to mean anything when it hits on Xbox Live," and then his game got destroyed by it. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Also, The Walking Dead sold a million copies in a week. I did actually buy. So I played through the demo, and it was it was pretty nifty. You know, I I I haven't actually like (laughs) caught up on the TV show, but I I read the premise of the game. It's infuriating. I'm sure. Um, I heard it is. I read that the game happens before and during the first season, so I figured it would be okay to play it. Like, yeah, I think I'm wondering about that. Like, what does the game cover? What characters does it cover? Before the comic books i don't even know if it actually yeah, goes it's, t- it's tied into the comic book lore yeah and it's it's a prequel show. to the comics oh, okay okay i've also Probably heard that it. is are there like choices and stuff you have to do in the game yes I've heard and they the, carry yeah. over into each episode okay because that's what i've heard is the cool part is that the choices are actually really hard yeah and at the yeah, end of the game the kid that you rescued in the first game is going to come and present you with three choices <laughs> 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 a red a blue and a green no, no, it it like so. One of the things that it did in the demo was um, that's right. I downloaded the demo. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're. Uh, <laughs> I might get it. The season pass is twenty bucks. Five for price of four. Yeah, so I, I might up... get. It. I hear it's. I hear it's fantastic. Yeah, which I was so not looking too. forward to at all because Jurassic Park supposedly sucked, like bad. Um, and Gary Witta is like cool. supervising the story on it. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, no, so what I was gonna, so one of the like one of the choices you have to make is um, you rescue this kid and then oh. well, see, I was actually referencing <laughs> something. Do you not want There's me to tell you? Do you not no, no, want no, to tell no, me? No, I was joking. I was making. I was joking about the Mass Effect three thing. Okay. So so you rescue this kid and uh, after you leave the house, you run into some people outside in the neighborhood and they're they're like, oh hey, who are you? And you have a choice between. Telling them that you're the babysitter or telling them that you're just a guy. And I mean, the girl knows that you're not the babysitter. And so it like when you do that, the default setting on the game is that it'll call out whenever you've made a, a decision that matters. So it'll tell you like the the girl will remember that you said that. Uh, okay. That you lied to her. Yeah. Or not that That's you lied cool. to that you did not. It's not that you lied to her. It's that you lied to them. Is it like the L.A. noir noise? No, no, no. <laughs> like when you figure like when you realize you screwed up. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was just like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was definitely like. Uh. But yeah, no, it, the, and the gameplay was interesting too. I mean, it's it, quick time events essentially, but um, I, I liked what I played of it. Um, it may end up sitting in my PS3 for you know six months before I actually play it. So. <laughs> you, you bought it on PS3. Well, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, no, I bought it on PS3. I I, I figured it was um, I'm more likely to play it on there than I am to play it on like a computer. So. 
Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm I'm looking at it because yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested. Speaking of zombies, yes, Mitch. I, I was going to. I was also going to say, speaking of games that have sold a lot, because Arma finally broke the uh, the to number one on the Steam sales chart because of Daisy. Yeah, they've sold five hundred thousand copies because of Daisy. Yes, Something and also eighty like percent of the people playing Arma are playing Daisy. Wow! I found out that uh, crazy. I found out that the guy actually those works because of the article on Gamer Sushi. Well, I found out that the guy actually works for the people that do Arma Two. He, but he's he works. Um, he's working on Arma Three on their on its multiplayer. Yeah, that's why when I asked him the question about like what reaction he's had from Bohemia, he was like, "Well, I can't comment. Please ask them." Yeah, I figured he was just like I figured he was just like covering his own ass. And yeah, he I thought was. he was just being polite, but yeah, yeah I thought he, was just he being works polite, there. It turns out it turns out that he works there. So well, Pretty and cool. so what they're actually doing is including support for Daisy in their next patch, apparently. Oh, nice. Yeah, multiplayer patch, which is hey, kind of awesome. Do whatever makes you money. And if they're really smart, they'll make it a part of Arma Three. If they're really smart, because yeah, they're they're currently working on Arma Three right now. Given how many copies they've sold of Daisy, I think that's a definite possibility. They need to give that guy a fat promotion and make him in charge of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I mean, he totally, I mean, that's what he was talking about. Like, whenever you increase a company's bottom line, and he definitely did that on his own. So, it's pretty crazy that the thing has gone, like, totally viral. I, I did get kind of annoyed because the PC Gamer and Rock Paper Shotgun put up their interviews. I was annoyed because one of them called theirs a world exclusive interview and I was like, no, that's bull crap. That is bull crap. <laughs> we actually had the world exclusive interview. We just didn't feel like tooting our own horn to that yeah. degree. We thought about right. putting that on the Reddit submission, like me and me and my friend Chris when we were trying to get the Reddit stuff together. But yeah. But we're so. way too modest. <laughs> I know. We need to that's the thing. Well who was it? What was the band that said you have to like talk like your rock stars and act like your rock stars and then people start treating you like <laughs> The Beatles. No, it wasn't the Beatles. It was somebody no, else. No, they, they just said they're... Yeah, Lennon just said they were bigger than Jesus, that's all. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, Mitch, wrong. So you, had some, you had some DayZ stuff you wanted to talk about? Because you've actually played it, and I want to play That's another game I need to buy. Thanks. Hey, no worries. I just wanted to remind you to pick up DayZ so we can play it. But now that you've got Diablo, we're probably going to end up playing that. But anyways, I've checked out DayZ. I've played a few hours of it. It takes a hell of a long time to get into servers. Like, on average, it takes about five to ten minutes to actually connect to the server just because of the way the game works. Yeah, and I've heard that they've had a big problem with that, too, that the servers are pretty loaded all the time. Yeah, because a lot of people are playing. But anyways, I loaded into a server, and my friend had already tried it out for a couple hours, so he had some equipment. Like, he had a map and a compass and an AK-47 he found in an airfield. So when you spawn in, you spawn in along the coast of this map, and you don't know where you are because you don't spawn with a map. Like, you spawn with, like, one shitty pistol, some baked beans, and some water <laughs> to keep to keep you alive for, like, an hour before you find new stuff. So... I'm walking along the coast, and he's trying to find me, and we finally meet up at the, uh, a lighthouse on the coast, and he goes up to the lighthouse to wait for me, and, I, and as I'm getting to the lighthouse, like, we've been looking for each other for, like, nearly an hour at this point, because I don't know where I am, and he's trying to, like, figure out where he is on the map, because the, the, the game doesn't actually give you a marker on the map for where you are. You nice. need to use Yeah, you need to use road signs and landmarks and a compass to orient yourself. <laughs> so it's like real life, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't help you out in that way. So we finally get into a position where we can meet up with each other after like an hour of fumbling around in the dark. Because when it's dark in that game, it's fucking dark. If there's no moon, <laughs> you see outlines of trees, and that's it. An hour so, of fumbling around in the dark? Yep, fun time. Set it up for you, friend. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyways, we get to this lighthouse, and I'm like climbing up to the lighthouse. I can see him, and then the shot rings out, and he dies. <laughs> some player, some player had spotted him. Like he had his AK-47 out, so he must have looked like a pretty sweet prize just sitting at the top of this lighthouse, like not paying attention to anything. So some guy sniped him, and I guess like I scared him dark. off or something. In the dark, yeah. So some guy sniped him out of the lighthouse. Well, he's silhouetted against the sky, so I guess he was an easy shot. So I like oh, climbed ass. up and scavenged, the, scavenged his body, got the map and everything, and ran away before the other guy could come up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So we we respawned and like we finally did some stuff there. But another time I was like walking on along the beach and I hear this like gunshot ring out and I like figure it's a guy fighting zombies. But I go over and there's a guy with a bandit skin crouched over another like a player with my skin, like the newbie skin. And so like he's looting. just picking up. So he's just he picking just, up noobs as they spawn. Yeah, he's just picking up noobs, but he's looting him and he has no idea that I'm there. So I sneak up on him, put my pistol to the back of his head and pop him twice. <laughs> so and then he falls down and I check and like you can check players pulse to like bandage them and something so like I notice that I can't loot him yet so it goes check pulse and it goes the pulse is strong but fading so I cap him another time in the head and loot his corpse <laughs> cold blooded but well it. dude he had the bandit skin and he was looting another another uh, survivor so I was just no, like he was frontier, frontier justice motherfucker that was yeah, one was thing cheating. that was cool about the rock paper shotgun thing was um in their interview they asked him about the, the bandit skin <laughs> um because they asked him about the bandit skin thing because uh, we talked about this last week but if anyone didn't hear last week's podcast the way daisy works is it depending on how you play it changes your skin to show other players that you know this guy kills lots of players watch out for him or this guy kills lots of people that kill lots of players so he might protect you um i just like that you said in their interview they asked yeah <laughs> it was like a little shot of mitch there I yeah thought that was funny. it was pretty cool because they when they asked him about it he was saying that he wanted he wanted a real he wanted there to be a consequence for players actions but not one that dictates the way they should play because which is yeah. an interesting point because we i think we've talked about this before like if you play like fallout new vegas you could walk into a town and start shooting everybody like you, you have the freedom to do that but the game is going to be so much harder right because they're going to all shoot back at you you'll have a reputation you'll you there'll yeah. be some missions you won't be able to play like stuff like that right yeah, exactly. And on the flip side, if you become super powerful, you can kind of do what you whatever you want with no, you know, with like no punishment. Because that's the thing is, if the game punishes you, then you really can't do whatever you want. Right. You know. Yeah, that was that, one of the uh, things I didn't like about Fallout was even if nobody saw you, you would lose karma if you stole something. Yes. Which I, I, I prevented me from stealing stuff because I didn't want to lose karma. Yeah, so it's like the game is punishing you for playing the way you want to play. Like, the right. game shouldn't be harder or easier. It should just keep playing. It's kind of my, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of my thing with when games do the morality thing. And so that was his thing, is he said, like, the game the game is giving you a consequence. He wanted the game to give you a consequence without without dictating the way you should play. And so that was the solution they came up with. And he says it's not perfect. They still want to tweak it. You know, because he was saying what he wants is he would love to have it reflect. He's like, cause some people just go hide in the woods. <laughs> He's like, that's the way they play the game. They spawn and they go hide in the woods and hold up there as long as they can and avoid people. That he would like to have a skin for people that do that. That he would like it to get detailed enough that you have a skin specifically for the people that all they go do is forage and hunt and collect items that they might look a little different than somebody else so you know like oh this guy is like a he's like a merchant <laughs> you know what I mean? like he's like an item collector and he'll trade with you, you or know? he's like a crazy woodsman and you can buy yes. like like 
meat off of him, like animal meat. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Unidentifiable meat. Uh... Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> like I thought, those that, was, I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really cool point. Like that he wanted the game to have consequences without making you play a certain way. Yeah. Well, the thing about the bandit skin is like uh, things I've seen. If like if you roll as a group of like two to three bandits and you're forced to be feared, but if you're a lone bandit, it's really hard to get other people to look with to work with you. Oh, for sure, because you're a guy I'll, that just yeah. kills. <laughs> or or you have that skin, so you've killed at least a couple people like you may have killed them starting out to get items but you didn't know that that's like the consequence of doing it so like i'll see chat logs being like bandit coming into like cherno which is the main town but i'm friendly please don't shoot (laughs) and then like the chat log is immediately like like oh yeah right go fuck yourself (laughs) yeah no i just killed all those other people but you guys seem cool so yeah you guys are fine i won't kill you yeah Yeah, i'm turning around that's all in the past i'm over that now was a phase. I've learned from my mistakes. I went to rehab, and uh, I've come to I've come to grips. But it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like if you have that skin, and you're not and you're not like rolling around with other people who have that skin, then you are a pariah. Like no one's gonna touch you. Yeah. Well, then maybe you shouldn't that, have killed people. If he was really in trouble, he could just die and start over with a new. Yeah, skin. that's true. You have a new character. Yeah. I guess. I guess like some people just want to keep their streak going because who knows how long he's been alive for? Maybe he's run out of luck finally. But it's worked in all the other towns. Why not this this bunch of yokels? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe he can just find some like people who just joined in who didn't know. But I've been playing. Day- I've only played DZ for a couple hours, but I I have way more stories than the ones I just told on here. Like it's some sort of like magical story generator <laughs> that I've been trying. Well, that's what's cool, and that was another thing from one of his other interviews. He talked about he's like games keep trying to be books and movies, but they don't need to be. Like, why don't we make more games that let gamers create their own stories? You know. Because he says like that that's that's the way that's the reason Daisy spread so much is because people someone would go somewhere and be like, Oh my gosh, I played this game and this happened to me 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 and it was totally different than what anyone else could say about the game. You know? Right. And and he said that's why the game spread, because people were fascinated by that and they latched onto that idea. And I just thought it was such a cool thing where he was like, Games keep trying to be books and movies but they don't have to be because they're games. Like, like they can do their own thing. They can make their own stories just like this. They don't have to keep trying to be another medium. That's no, that's a good point. That's actually, I think, um, I tweeted something about that, and I was kind of drunk and half-assed when I said it. But I was talking about, like, you know, the, the arty games that, and there's only a few that people really freak out and talk about how great they are and, like, really amazing games. And it seems like when they do, they're games that really don't have a lot of gameplay. They're just, they're for the person to tell a story and i'm thinking specifically of like uh what was that game you were talking about eddie dear esther dear esther yeah yeah and i'm not i haven't played it don't know if it's, it might be amazing i'm not criticizing it at all i'm just saying uh you just you'd mentioned how it's you know mainly a vehicle for them to tell the story and i think that sword and sorcery is something like that too so um, yeah, it's sort of like interactive modern art basically yeah. right exactly yeah. like yeah. It's, it's ways for them to pretty tell much the gameplay is secondary to them telling you the story and Whenever people hold these up, as, it's a good way of know, putting it, Jeff. That is really, no, that is really good. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, and I don't hold think these up a, as games a, as like really say. like oh, these are games that are art, but they don't really feel like games, and that always that's a little disturbing yeah. to I me. Mean, is you know maybe, what I mean? Maybe they shouldn't be lumped on, under the same heading because I don't think there's anything wrong with interactive modern art. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm playing Dear Esther. Like I'm playing it because I don't. I. It, but if like, you were hold it up next to like Arma, which is oh, like. Yeah something totally different where these stories are being told through your the, the gameplay and the interaction with other characters and everything that's a different kind of 
thing and it's still just as impactful i think i think people might want to call those games because they want games to be art yes right because it's like it's that's a sign of legitimacy that your medium can produce art but i i think the nature of a game is almost you know it's it's or it's the opposite of art <laughs> you know like yeah you can have really cool uh visual design and and great music but like that is not what makes a game I agree and everything. And that's what was actually in my tweet. I put that it was a disturbing thought because, you know, these are things that are held as high art and stuff like that. But then I, when I play them, I'm like, but this doesn't really feel like a game to me, and that disturbs me because that makes me think, can games be art? I do, I actually right. honestly don't think they can, or at least not in what in the way that we define art. I don't think there's any reason that they need to be art, though. I mean, they can be artistic, but I don't I don't think. Like, do gamers need just that justification from the outside world? I think that's you know. I think some people yeah, do. I think part like, of to me it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I yeah, think legitimacy. Bioshock yeah, is every bit as impactful for, yeah. as uh, is you know some movies that I've seen. So yeah, it's you know. just like it's okay. It's okay, honey. I'm playing art for a hundred hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry. This Diablo three auction house thing is just yeah. art. art. Just think. Gamers always wanted to, we need a video game award show, and then we got one, and that's when we all looked at it, and we were like, oh, man, we're all kind of lame, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you get embarrassed by it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't watch this with people I know. I don't so. know. I, I mean, I feel like there are moments in games that are artistic, but it's it's almost never like, it, it, it's almost inevitably like a cutscene. You know, it's, it's very rare that there's like a, a, a moment that's interactive that I would consider, uh, what I consider artistic um, from like a storytelling perspective is something that affects you emotionally. So I mean, right. like I think there's vis- something that's visually artistic. There's something that the like musically artistic, and then like from a storytelling stand standpoint, I feel like when you get so caught up in the emotion that you're like overcome, that is what I consider like you know that kind of art art and storytelling, and it's it's almost always like you know. I, I'm trying to think of any examples. I, Eddie, I know you said that the journey gave you that moment near the end. I can't think of any other. I mean, I feel like the Half Life, Half Life Two, manages to pull off like some really terrifying moments, which is is pretty cool. That's that's actually like the the touch point I can think of is that like games that manage to pull off being scary are are ones that I I feel like sort of hit on that a little bit more than others because it's really hard to get like you know. I mean, I can't think of a game that has made me, like, misty-eyed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, see, I don't know if necessarily, it even has to necessarily, like, make you, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm trying to think of games now that combine, like, that completely qualify as a game, like, mm. because like, cause that's the thing about game. like, it's that gameplay, it's, you know what I mean, like, that, that really qualify as that, but then also have that, that's, a, it's interesting, I'm, now I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I mean, combine also, those two things. yeah. Also, I'm tired, and so I'm not coming up with anything good. But really, like, I, I feel like the, there are games that come close to, to like hitting who to, to having great gameplay and hitting on some of those like storytelling milestones. But I still feel like, you know, if you think about like Half Life Two, um, see, I feel like it would have to be a game like Half Life Two, and people will mock me for this, but a game. I'm not saying Metal Gear Solid, but a game like that. Yeah, because that's a game that excels as a game. And excels at like in ter- on some levels in terms of storytelling. In some ways, it's it's terrible. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like in some ways, it combines both of those two things into one. So so I have to admit something here. I I, I recently rented the Metal Gear Solid HD collection just to like mm-hmm. you know check it out. And 
it, it it orders them in chronological order rather than like the the release order. So, you know, the first one up is is three, and I, uh. I yeah, and and I jumped in and played that a little bit. But like the first time I went to save a game and the character like the the character you talk to like talks just to keeps me. talking and talking and yeah. talking on the and codec. I was just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with the game. Well, yeah, like the first the first uh, part of Metal Gear Solid is like a long extended codec conversation with like Major Zero and the boss. Yeah. It's like 10, 15 minutes. I'm just like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So so three really lost me really quickly. I know that may not necessarily be the best one to start with, but I was just like, okay, if this is Metal Gear Solid in general, then. I'm oh, yeah. Done. It's like and that's what that's what's that's that's why I, I kind of hesitate when I talk about Metal Gear Solid when we, if we're talking about games that combine some of those things. Anthony, we're talking about... Anthony got dropped from the call for a second. Um, we're talking about game like if we can come up with games that can do both of those things, like have really tight gameplay, but also have kind of some storytelling or whatever. And Jeff mentioned Half-Life 2, and I was saying I'm going to get mocked, but games like Metal Gear Solid, not Metal Gear Solid itself, but like it touches like there, if it touches on something that could be that you know, in some ways. No, yeah, I, I totally see that because um, the the gameplay is, is good when you're playing, and then when you're not playing, it's great cinematic yeah. scene. I mean, comic book cheesy, but it's very engrossing. Like, even, like, it's like a, know, it's like a, It's like a silly diehard. It the draws first, you the in, first like, I usually sit, I, I throw my controller down, I fold my arms, and I'd be like, all right, go on with your silly fucking cutscene so I can get back to <laughs> gameplay. And I'd just be sitting there, like, fascinated by this thing. Like, i just like, you know, I've got all the recessive genes. And I'm like, what? The, I, this is so stupid. I love this. But, but yeah, like, no, the, what I was saying was that the moment they lost me was when I went to save my game and the character talked to me for, like, two minutes. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the first one I played was Metal Gear Solid 2. And, like, I, I tried to save terrible. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we should probably go ahead and wrap up the cast because we've been going just a little bit over an hour. No game this week. Um, trying something new. See how it goes. I think it's going well. It's certainly easier for Mitch to edit. Yes, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> Mitch is Not the most. Me. Well, by, uh, to be fair, Gamers Sushi is a Mitch Harker fan site. It's Apparently. a site devoted <laughs> only to Mitch. Yes, um, the Mitch appreciation thread was open today. <laughs> it's about time I started getting my due. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I was actually going to joke that you were there. You just weren't saying anything. <laughs> Dude, it's just like a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that actually would have been pretty funny. The Nick should have put a picture of me just being like silence only. Instead <laughs> yeah, instead only. Of like, it would just be like no, yeah, nothing. No <laughs> I think I think that's going to have to happen the next time we do one without you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. So, if you guys want to follow us on Gamer, follow us on Twitter with twitter.com/gamersushi. You should rate and review the podcast on iTunes because that would be awesome. If you want to follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com/eddyrevis. If you want to follow Nick Camardo and his beard, it's twitter.com/nickcamardo. If you want to follow me, I'm Anthony. It's twitter.com/anthonytaylor underscore. Twitter.com/mi7ch. Twitter.com/unsquare. Soon to be twitter.com/journacatadurf. I will look into it. <laughs> All right, and thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm.